Let me know when you guys are ready and we'll go ahead and... Wait, I gotta comb my hair. Okay. Uh, <laughs> 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 All right. Okay, we're okay, ready. We're ready. Whatever. All right. <laughs> Hey guys, you're listening to Journey to Truth podcast. Today we are joined by Chief Golden Light Eagle and Jennifer Crystal Eve. They are both teachers of the Starways. Uh, Chief Golden Light, I believe he's one of the original code carriers of some of this ancient knowledge. And Jennifer, she's a sun dancer and shadow coach as well, I believe, if I'm not, if I got that right. Having this podcast really wasn't planned. I met Jennifer at Iseti. And we started talking, and uh, she's the one who kind of helps set all this up. It is just in time for the Lionsgate portal, and a lot of great information coming through right now that needs to be shared. So we're very excited to have you on. Uh, thanks for joining us, guys. Yeah, thank you so much. We're really excited. Yeah. So... Um, I'd like to jump right into it. And is there any is there any messages right now or anything coming through for humanity? You know, that they're kind of are there any uh, are these current times aligning with any prophecies? Is there anything that you could share as far as that goes? Well, you have to really pay attention to what they call prophecy. Usually, a lot of things that happen are usually told after the fact. You know, there's always somebody said, oh, I had a dream about this, or they never shared a dream before anything happened. Or, or when they say, or they put out a prophecy, it never happens. You know, it never happens, if you notice. Because one of the reasons is uh, we don't have control over the media, and the media is more or less based around the Spirelletter Commission influence, you know, where they they're the ones that put whatever it is, the fear-based information, they keep that moving and they keep that under control at all times. So a lot of times we don't uh, pay attention to that, uh, much like you know, the end of the world prophecy is when it's solved, and, you know, Y2K and name it. There's, there's so much things that was out there and nothing ever came from that. It's just a timeline that's way out of line with time. But it, it makes it sound like we're on time. But so they, uh, they use the terms zero, BC, AD. But the, what the reality check is that Jesus Christ didn't exist according to the Pleiades. So that more or less puts all this into an illusion of time, you could say. But there was a, a man that was similar to his energy and his stature that was, uh, you know, was uh, come from the Pleiades. And uh, his name was Emmanuel. It wasn't Jesus Christ. Because Jesus Christ is a, a uh, King James creation, you know, create uh, King James version. So he's an icon for uh, ladies, but not ladies, icon for uh, Piscean age. 
So we're now in the uh, Aquarian age, so I don't know what the icon is going to be, you know. So we work with the, the, the reality of things that are outside of mainstream America. And mainstream America has a blockbuster of billions of people living in the myth, living in the grand illusion. And we all know that. But, but the, the, the art of retaining and, uh, is to not give your energy to any of that, but to focus on why you are here. What is your purpose? What is your mission? And what is your sacred responsibility? You know, what's, what do you, what, what is your reason for doing what you're doing? You know, yeah. So there's, there's so, so many um, guidelines that are put in front of us in order to, to keep us focused on the reality of, of, uh, life. And it's all real simple. Very, very simple. But uh, when, when we're with the star people, and I can't remember the name of the star group, because even though my grandma told me the name three times, I can't retain the name of the star group. You know, all the other ones are easy, but uh, they, they erased it or they did something, so it doesn't exist. But I know it exists. Can't say who it was. But there were the ones that actually um, brought about this, this awareness, you know, of certain things, uh, of uh, reading, listening to light, you know, understanding the language of light, I mean, real light. Uh, and um, also the, the way of uh, the law of light and the law the thought, thought. So uh, helping us to focus by giving us guidelines to uh, draw upon that helps us to walk in, on Mother Earth in a beautiful way is uh, we call uh, like the 1111 frequencies, the 1212 and the 1313. And now a couple nights ago and last night, talked about the, the 1414, you know, dimensional level. So we have that, it's new, but it's really hard to uh, really put it out there because there's so many people that don't even understand the 1111 at all. So we've been walking with that for the last 20 some years and there was a video that was put out that we helped to create and introduce all this stuff in 1996, but a few years back, they finally released a video of all the energy and all the messaging that went at that time that more or less emerged into this timeline and the energy of this timeline 20 years ago, so that people could understand. So now we're looking at 1414, you know, we gotta do that. We, we have it, but we just, uh, this day and age, people like to read, you know? So we have to put it down on paper, <laughs> pieces of paper, so people can retain that because they can't remember. 
They can't yeah. remember anymore. So is this, the, like what we see the planet going through right now, how would you describe that? I mean, it's, it's not, I don't think it's as bad as it, it appears. You know, is there a bright future ahead of us? What kind of information is coming through as far as that goes? Yeah, and um, I also wanted to kind of circle back on your original question as well, because um, there was some information that came in last night that, if it's okay to share, we'll uh, put that in there too. Um, but just in terms of um, what's going on. Um, well, that's really funny um, you put that in there. Um, yeah, and I didn't even put that together. Well, let's, let's, let's. <laughs> Let's circle back to that original question because, you know, it's like a semantics thing, prophecy. Um, maybe we could term it more like dreams, like following what is the message of the dreams that come through. And so could you share a little bit about the dream that you had where you got the information about what's coming in 2036 and, and what we can do about that? This is really important. Yeah, usually I give names, and I don't like to play around with people's minds or uh, who told me, you know, give credit to the source, in other words. God said this, or a turkey said this, or eagle. You know, you give credit to the source. So this source was uh, this man, his name was his family looking for his uh, at that time, he, he, he was a keeper of what they call the white buffalo cap. Now his son today is, is uh, doing his job because he crossed over. But when he was alive, he came down here and uh, he, he told everyone, and I wasn't there, I'm usually there almost every ceremony. It was the ceremony I'm there just years ago. But he said that, there's, there's a fire coming from the sky, you know, that's going to affect the flesh of man. So this other medicine man who I was working with and helping Steve Red Buffalo, he, he, he doesn't understand something, he'll come over and ask me, hey, the spirit said this, what do you think that means? So during that time, those other people dreaming about exactly what Uncle Stanley was talking about, about fire coming from the sky. So uh, we went, and because the altars are different, like much like channeling, you know, they're, they're different. Uh, some give uh, very grounded messages, short, sweet, some could talk forever, you know, depending on the energy of the person that's in the channeling. So uh, our people here in our circle, they could go four days straight of the channel because their energy is built into working with spirit. They go fast four days, four nights without no food, water, they do all that stuff. So they're pretty much in tune when it comes down to it. So uh, we we had that uh, altar, you can see, where we were able to get information. So he didn't have, his, his, altar, his altar was about healing. Doing healing, he, he, he healed just about everything. Or help to heal, help people to heal themselves. So we went to a ceremony, and uh, the ceremony, 
But the other part of this message is when when the moon when the moon breaks in half, then there'll be no control over the water. That was the second part of it. So my job was to break break apart the word the word section because of how spirit talks and how we how we see things is totally different. You know, that's why the spirit doesn't understand us. We don't understand the spirit, so that's why we have these ceremonies. So we both to come together, you know, and integrate whatever it is. I learned that from Emmanuel. So um, first, I asked. I said, "Okay, what does this mean? That the this fire that that's coming from the sky is a is it a spiritual meaning where it's going to affect the flesh of man, or is it the physical?" So they said it's going to be a physical. And uh, he said that fire that's coming, there's going to be three pieces that say the size, but one's going to fall over there around Nevada. The other one's over there around Puerto Rico. And the other one's going to land out there in the ocean. So then I, I was thinking about, okay, when is the last big piece of, of whatever it came, came down to this earth was like what, 66 million years ago or there was a mass extinction because of what came. Uh, but I think about stuff like that. <clears throat> so anyway, what happened, they said, well, the people are uh, have actually called this event in because they're, they want change because they don't they don't like this system anymore. You know how everybody's tied into you're being controlled and you don't do this, do this, don't, you know. Yeah, it it's sucks. Like your free will <laughs> is being removed from the cycle of humanity. You either do it or, or, or they threaten you with going to jail, get a big uh, penalty, finance penalty, or they'll kill you or whatever. So they keep the fear based thing going. And the people as a collective don't want this system anymore. So as a collective, they call in change. But this change is coming in the form of a comment. They, and, and so this comment is was scheduled or is scheduled to hit the earth because of our calling, not knowing we called it in. So we call for change, but it has to be a drastic you know, mass conscious change in a split second. Wow. So, so uh, we got the time that it's going to be here. Uh, but the thing was that the moon decided to take the hit. That's how the spirit said, the moon decided. And she positioned herself to take that hit. So she said that, uh, I asked, could we stop this? And I, the, the spirit at that time said, no. But that's just for that moment. It's just for the moment. The spirit talks, it's not for everything. It's just for that second that you ask the question. You ask it a whole week down the road, they will say maybe, you know, or yes depending on how, how you grew, grew, how you changed, 
you know, how you create a change. But just like changing your mind. I'm gonna go to town. No, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, you better, you know, it's, it's a change every second decide and you finally decide to go. But maybe you didn't go where you wanted to go or something happened along the way, got flat tired, blah, blah, blah. So that, that was that moment when the, the moon said, no, I, I decided to take the hit for humanity. And when, when that comet hit the moon, because of the, the mining that has been going on there, weakened the core of the moon. They weakened because they're, they're, here, they're mining that helium-3, which, which is an alternate, you know, like atomic energy source that fuels all these flying saucers so they could use your levitation and travel at the speed of light and do whatever they want under that helium-3. So that's what they're mining on the moon. And uh, so because of that mining, it weakened the core, it weakened the, the system of the moon. So when that, that comet hit, it's gonna, they said, I'm gonna birth twins. In other words, be two moons. And I know some of our people, that's what they have, one of our chiefs, the name was two moons. Chief Timur, okay, he's seen something way back when. Wow. So, so these dreams of people that we're talking about, fire coming from the sky. So when that hits, of course, when it's going to break up, some of that stuff's coming through here, coming down to Earth, you know, because of the gravitational pull and the atmosphere, you know, lighting up with fire when they hit our atmosphere. So there'll be rain coming down. Fire. That's really, wow. that's really interesting. Um, two days ago, Wednesday, I was out meditating in a park, uh, laying on the edge of this cliff, and I uh, was just looking at the sky, and I was surrounded by tons of birds. But then I finally decided to get up, and at the moment I got up, I an albino deer. I've never seen an albino deer before. It came out of the wood line. And it was, it, she was an infant and I got to watch her actually nursing uh, from her mother. And it was just one of the most significant, it was so profound. I could feel the energy and I, I know there was a message there for me. You know, when I looked it up, it said, uh, it brought up the Native American prophecy of uh, a major shift is coming and basically to get ready. And, and But that was just, just the gist of it. I didn't know if you could, uh, fill me in, or if you have any knowledge on what's what now the significance of an albino deer would be. Well, we have you know the, the prophecies of you know the white buffalo calf woman, and uh, after that uh, that um, that influence came in the birth of miracle, then everybody started looking at the sacredness of the animals and the, all of a sudden all these white albino the albinos were being born the white alligator white lion you know, uh, white white moose white deer and, uh, so they i got a call from whitney streber and he wanted wanting to know about the significant same thing that we were talking about you know? i said well if there's uh, they're uh, putting the accent on the white 
you know, these animals, I said, well, maybe there's a prophecy of the old white rats. They've been around for a long time. They're in the laboratories. They're not any different than any other animal, you know. They're still sacred to us, all animals, whether they're white, black, brown, you know, yellow, green, it doesn't, doesn't matter. It's, I think it's I'm kind of feeling like it's just a, a awakening, you know, some, some, they're awakening somebody's inner sanctum of, hey, there's something here going on, you know. Yeah, and too, because, you know, we were working with that message that, um, Comet and even the moon and ways that we can actually work to push it, you know, push that comet away so that the moon actually doesn't take a hit. Um, so that information would come through, and maybe that's something we want to share too. But we also had another message come in on the deer nation that, um, you know, the deer represents the power to be. And it's like, you know, it's really critical that we don't give our power away to somebody else. We don't give our heart completely over to somebody else. Sure. Yeah. Maybe you can say more about that too. Yeah, you could tell Trump you don't you want your heart back. <laughs> yeah, that's the, the all these animals, all these birds, all these nations have a message for humanity. And so the dear nation, they they have this what they call the power to be. They, they work with the universal law of nature. So the first messenger that, that works with them, and the second one is really, uh, from the stars, his name is uh, Medicine Chief. And from the Senate Mastery on Melchizedek works with that. So there's the three, the three energies of how we work with on Earth, where the Earth people or the star people work with the Senate Mastery on. That's how they're showing us how they work together. So the dear people remind us to, to they call it the power to be, to hang on to your heart. Never, never give your heart away to anybody. No woman, no man, no one. But especially to somebody that don't know to, do not take care of their own. So you give your heart away to somebody, you're going to be, some you're gonna cry and you're gonna try to for some reason you can't retain the, the first uh, innocence and sacredness of not giving that the original message and you end up looking searching for your heart you know, to this man this woman or someplace in the spirits so that they'll take sometimes lifetimes to get it back and you be searching it through somebody else other than uh, yourself you know so it's a keep keep your heart that belongs to you that's your guide that's your teacher that's everything name it that's your power that's your messenger that's your god that's your god that's your grandma your grandpa it's everything everything you're looking for just right here and they said the mind doesn't have a clue of what's going on but you ask your harder question, the uh, answers are automatic. Yeah, so I think that. Yeah. So dear people are the messengers of the universal law of nature, the power to be.
So that's probably maybe you're going through something uh, right at this time. Uh, I am, and that mes message about the heart. Uh, couldn't have resonated anymore. And I think it's important that a lot of people hear that. Uh, you're about giving your heart away to someone who doesn't even have control of their heart, basically, or however you worded it. But uh, yeah, thank you for sharing that. That's very interesting. Um, so Jen, did you have anything you wanted to add to that as far yeah. as? You know, just the significance that you saw is fawn. Um, Albion Pond, those are very. Um, can you, can you, I'm sorry, real quick, can you lean forward just a little bit? For some reason, you're quieter. I guess your voice doesn't project as much. But, okay, is this a little bit better? Yeah, yeah that's good. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, little white deer is the messenger um, for the power to be. And so, um, you know, just, just the fact that it was such a um, rare, you could say, sighting. That you had um, to me feels really symbolic of where we're at as a collective. You know, first you have the personal connection and the personal message um, that he you know, shared with you that resonates, and so we can channel that out into the collective. Of course, like we're all, you know, struggling to understand <laughs> the reality that we are finding ourselves in right now, whether it's fear-based or whether it's faith-based, or you know, we're, we're all experiencing different. Um, and so if we can all get back into the heart center, we're going to have a much better chance of navigating the energies and the you know, realities that we're dealing with and, um, you know, just find maybe a more peaceful existence or at least, you know, some peace within this existence, <laughs> which will ultimately help us um, get closer to unity and get closer to that oneness and um, bridge into the realities that we want to seek in. Of course, you know, we're all wanting change, it's coming. And change is a mystery. So we can face mystery in fear or with faith and love. So this is a great teaching that applies to everybody. It's really getting more centered in your own power of your own yeah i agree yes i agree it's just becoming that sovereign being again and uh you know we're all on the same missions just you know exploring your potential and tapping into what we're capable of as humans and what it means to be a human because we've gotten so far removed from that and i know one of the big things is uh reconnecting with the land and and I know you guys are doing some energy grid work or whatever you guys are doing. You know, uh, there's energy being uh, energy of these ley lines. I guess is what I'm trying to say. It needs to be cleared. Am I am I right about that? They're already cleared. We're not cleared. Ah. So a lot of people that there was one man that went around saying we got to heal these grid work. Good work, so the earth, they're broken, blah, 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 blah. So we asked the spirit, what's going on here? He says, Mother, it's okay. You know, it's the human being that's not aligned with the earth. Okay. Oh, okay. But they meant, they meant, well, you know, they would do ceremony and stuff, and you know, all the grid work, so the earth, they said, no. It's, it's always there and always be there. There's nothing wrong with it. The alignment's good. So 
the alignment of a human being that Wow. Yeah. Well, that that's that's a powerful message in itself because I know so many people who are focused on this grid work and and uh, they're traveling around clearing these mounds and these uh, ley lines and all that stuff. So uh, when really we should just be going inward is right. what it's, it was what it sounds like. It's really interesting. Yeah, uh, us ourselves being reconnected to nature. <laughs> yeah. But the work they're still doing, they're still being out there they themselves are connecting to nature and you know maybe it's a, an internal healing that creates a new um, macro energy as well yeah. yeah so last night we were connected to the mosquito yeah that's every night for me those damn mosquitoes yeah uh, you know, so these these universal and spiritual laws that we work with, they they really bring us back to natural law. And so, you know, there's an earth guardian, there's a star guardian, there's an ascended master that come in and bring messages that work with these symbols. And you know, when when you start to work with them, you'll read. You know, it's like get back in touch with nature, and you know, go talk to the trees, go talk to the stones. Listen to what the fireflies have to say. Um, you know, sit and just breathe and you know, watch the butterflies. These are all amazing, and the deer and the elf, they're all amazing teachers. They have so much wisdom. We're so busy trying to figure things out in our 3D reality that we've taken ourselves out of nature. And you know, we have this amazing education waiting for us right outside the door. So that's one of the things that I love is that this brings us back to natural. Yeah. Yes. So all the codes for that are right here, right on my shirt. So what nice. are those? What are those symbols? Are those light language codes? Yes. Tell them how you came to the, oh. the symbols came to. This is a great. <laughs> yeah, I remember one of her. Medicine man, he said, he said, could I, could I have your autograph? I said, what are you talking about? He's my nephew, you know, but he's older than me. He said, Spirit said you're going to be famous. I said, really? Could I have your autograph? Uh, so I just, you know, just, just, I know he's just teasing at the same time, but he said, you have, they told, they told me you have the way of the symbol. I said, oh, okay. But I still don't, they, they just say things, they don't give you an explanation because you got to find that out on your own. So what happens is I went up, um, we do fasting every year from here, four days and four nights, no food, no water. We go up and it was creation, you know, it's great. And be sincere and be very reverent with creation because you can find out that you're nothing without creation, you know. The whole journey of how the system works is that you're, you think you're at the top of the ladder, you're not, you know, because all these little insects is that, that you want to kill, slap, and all this, they're really important to your survival. So, anyway, that's a whole different story, but 
driving down along the river and I seen these two eagles, a bald eagle and a golden eagle. Like they were, I never seen a bald eagle and golden eagle move together before. They were just in the sky and doing this. And they'll go down and they were mating, but they'll go around this hill. So I went and asked about that. I never seen that before. All they said is, uh, they're waiting for you. They want you to pass on the hill. They're showing you where they're where they want to meet with you. Okay, okay so I, I got ready. Got all went through the ceremony, four days of preparing to talk to the spirit and spend time with the spirit. So when I go there, I went up on top of this big hill down on the river. And that next morning, I noticed there was a Looked like a, a star, you know, straight up in the blue. So I was standing there and I was looking. So oh, thank you for allowing me to see through that blue, you know, see the stars on the other side of that blue. Thank you. So I just continued praying, walking, walking. And all of a sudden, I looked up again and I'm still there. So I said, oh, thank you for allowing me to see through all the things, you know, the stars and things. But it didn't dawn on me that there were ships <clears throat> sitting there. They were just present. I didn't get any kind of message, nothing like that. Anyway, uh, when I finished, finished uh, my four days per night, we usually go down and we share our experiences with everybody, with the people that are there. And I told this thing. And all I said was, you have star medicine. So I just asked, well, what's that? What's the medicine? I said, I don't know. That's what they're saying. That's all I could tell you. So from there I started working with stars. I said, okay, what's the star? And I started like on my own. Start taking the, the triangle of six points. So six point star the first time thing I thought about. The arm pad with the Jews, and, you know, during World War II with the Nazis and the Jews at court. I noticed that they had a six point star in stars they lived. I started thinking about stars. So that year, I got invited to go to a place called Savory, Wyoming, uh, Antelope Retreat Center to teach uh, Lakota. Uh, sweat lodge, you know. Uh, so I went out there, and my son and I, and that night, one night, August 18th, and that fact is about 10 days from now or so, but this time, uh, uh, we went to bed, but I come to and there's two, two people grab me. Me up out of my bed and I'm looking to take me right for the wall and I went through the wall, went down around the house on the north the north side of the house. I seen two other people standing there. And there there was this color right here. <laughs> there were there were um, there were different color. Uh, anyway they didn't they didn't have no hair or ball. And 
And I couldn't tell if they're a man or a woman because they, they started talking to me right away and they had this bar. And uh, they were showing me this bar. I should have done it. So anyway, uh, and they were telling me there were symbols on there, this bar, and it looked like a gold bar. Long, about six foot, and both of them were standing there. And they were talking to me, and I was listening to them, but they were talking in their language. They weren't talking English. They were talking their language, and I could understand them 100%, you know. And um, so, and I remember feeling, thinking, yeah, I have a picture of that. I'll actually put it up. Oh, wow. Whenever I, whenever I edit this, I'll put that picture up so people can see it. Okay. So we have that bar. Uh, so I remember listening to them, and all of a sudden they're uh, they're talking their language, they're not talking English, but one of them opened their mouth just a little bit. They don't have lips, like big lips like we have, just like a little slit like that. So they opened it up and I could see how they're moving their tongue to form the words that they were, they were telling me. But the thing was, there was no sound, like the way we're speaking, everything was inside. Uh, telepathy. Mm -hmm. So they were, they were telling me what these, about these symbols, about the symbols. And uh, I remember they all stopped and they, they looked behind me. So I turned around to see what they were, what they were uh, looking at. And my son was looking out the window, you know. So and they grabbed me and they took me back and uh, they put me back in my bed. But when I was laying there, I was like cold, ice cold. It was like, uh, when you come back and you get back in your body, your body is supposed to have that energy. My body was cold because my spirit was in there. Just like being dead. Sure, sure. But it didn't smell dead. <laughs> so I looked and my son was staring out the window. What's the matter, son? He said, Dad, there's some star people down there. I said, Yeah, they didn't hear some. Uh, just, just go to bed. You're all right, you know. He said, No, Dad, there's some star people down there, you know. I said, Just let them go, just leave them alone. He said, No. He ran out, he ran and Downstairs. But that 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 incident on the, the symbols uh, stayed with me. You know, stayed with me. I, I used to teach, uh, and uh, so I had uh, I taught language and I taught uh, what they call Indian studies. Another taught right brain material and the left brain school. So I had to figure out how to create uh, that environment, the right brain environment in the left brain school. And language and all that was one of them. So 
But one of the things that really helped and uh, kind of woke me up was that uh, being that it was a right brain course, we did a survey and all the students from kindergarten all the way to the you know, 12th grade, asked them, uh, okay, this is your classroom. What do you want to learn? Write down 10 things that you want to learn. So it took like two weeks and after we got all the papers and all that, we had like an open door policy of opening up the little ballots and reading what's on there and we had the thing on the wall. So when we got finished, the number one thing that the kids wanted to learn was UFOs. Awesome. Nice. The number two was Bigfoot. Nice. Those, that, yeah. those would be my first two, no doubt. First two, the third was dream, you know. So wow. uh, that that put me on that level of okay, I gotta I gotta learn something too. But the way I did it was through ceremony because when you have ceremony, we call it chanupa. Whenever there's chanupa, there's no lies, you know. It's all like the integrity of the ceremony is like. You know, nobody questions it. So whatever the spirit brings in, then that's just the way it is. So we went to a ceremony constantly. And my first question was, you know, when I was 18, are there any aliens? Where do they live? And he said, all over. And he said, well, there's some on the moon. What do they look like? Oh, they look like cats. Some of them look like cats. They got big eyes, long fingers, you know. So I just said, oh, that's all I needed to know. <laughs> yeah, that's all. So, but I eventually I went from medicine man to medicine man and asking basically the same question. And I noticed that they would shut up. They were like, hmm. But I would just keep going on with them and finally they open them up and they'll start telling me their experiences. That kept me, kept me moving. So what happened was our language was dying. You know, we got at that time about 4,000 members in our tribe. That's like going to speak, you know. And our language was one of the most important. So that uh, told me that I needed to create a database and at that time, I had nothing, I didn't want nothing to do with computers because I understand at that time that what they do to the body, you know, I didn't want to do it. When they said we got to save our language, save it on the database. I set up a workshop in San Diego, took off driving, and I ended up in, uh, where's that place, the first place? Nevada, Mesquite, Nevada. And so I stopped in there to get some gas and rest up. And there was some casinos there. So I decided to go in a casino and make some money. <laughs> Did that work out for you? It didn't happen. No. <laughs> <laughs> but see, I was going in towards the casino, there was a there was a, a little piece of paper that flip-flopped right in front of me, boom, landed. You know, like the wind bringing a piece of paper in. So 
the first thing I thought about was, oh, I, I'm, you know, I'm, uh, at that time I was kind of like double-headed. <laughs> I, am, I, so I had, a, had a vision to, you know, like that, remember that big owl in the commercial, kill a boot, don't flute, you know? <laughs> I used to a piece of paper and crush it up and throw it in the trash can. Yeah, I remember that, yeah. Yeah, but I picked it up and I looked and I had Mesquite International UFO Conference Nevada, but I, I can't remember the number I'll find I can find it later, but um, but I turned it around and had the makeup of all the buildings that were there and where things were at. So I was looking at it and I was looking at the building with it, but I never decided so I've never been to a UFO conference before. I guess I'll go over there. So I went over there. And I uh, walked in there, and there was a big old room. There was nobody in there, but just the vendors. And they had pictures of flying saucers and aliens and books and videos and all that. So I walked around, looked at everything. So I was wondering where all the people, where's all the people at? So when I got up to the clerk there, I heard somebody talking to this other room. I said, what's going on in there? So oh, there's so-and-so speaking there. So I said, who's the next speaker? She said, Dr. Ronnie Kill Ronnie Kilday from uh, she's ex-surgeon general of Finland. I said, how much? She said, 15. I said, okay. So she I gave 15, they gave me a badge. But what I put on my name tag was standing out. She said, that's my name. My English name was Lauren Zephyr, but I didn't want anybody to know that Lauren Zephyr was here because they didn't know who standing on was. You know, it was one of those things, a fear of things. Mm -hmm. I don't want anybody to know who, who you are or either. So when the door opened up, everybody came out and I went in there and I sat right up front so nobody could see me, you know. And my my mind was like starting to see the back of my head without seeing my face. <laughs> so that's my perception of things. <laughs> I sat up front and I just stayed there. And then that lady came, Dr. Ronnie Kilder, ex-surgeon general, and she started talking. I started listening to her. And, she, and through it all, I, I she was uh, sharing her experience. And her experience was almost exactly the same experience that I had. But at that time, I was thinking, of, oh, how come, how come I'm not up there speaking? You know, I, I experienced the same thing. So I figured it out. So oh, it's because she, I don't have any letters at the end of my name. Yeah. <laughs> PHS, PhD, or you know, MD, or so I have a BS degree. <laughs> but, uh, so I was thinking, I got to get some letters, you know. So later on, I made it in my mind. <laughs> so that so, led you, did you start speaking after that? Yeah, after, uh, well, what happened was. There's this guy come in, his name is Michael Hiesman. He's a German from Germany. He was a ufologist. 
he did a big old presentation on the screen and I noticed that he had some symbols in there from the bar. So Sinner says, oh. But the way he was explaining them wasn't exactly the same thing or the way that the star people told me. So I say, no, he's lying. He doesn't, that's not what it means. I was in my head, I was saying, no, 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 that's not what it means. He's he done it all wrong, you know? You know so I was sitting there, I said, then I said, okay, where did he get those symbols? You know, somebody took some pictures of some pictures of all these bars with all these symbols on it. So all the questions are coming up then. So I just stayed there and uh, uh, Robert Dean popped in, Giorgio Bon Giovanni pops in, uh, Dr. Richard Boylan, so the whole crew of speakers and took a break. So I, I stood in the back after the, the dinner break, I'm just standing there, I didn't know anybody. Then all those speakers, what they decided to do, I don't know how that happened, but they all came back in the corner where I was just standing. And they're all standing there. Dr. Ronnie Kilday, Richard Warren, Robert Dean, Georgia, Bonzi, Wani, and Michael Eastman. And uh, so just looking at them, they kind of like cornered me. And uh, they're looking and they looked at my name tag and they said, they said, oh, you're standing now. We've been waiting for you, you know? Wow. What? So we had we ended up having a big meeting away from everybody. They, they um, organized a new lady called the Welcoming, you know, Extraterrestrial Welcoming Committee. There were 22 of us. Nelson Mandela was one, Jimmy Carter was another, Lucius Gali of the UN was the other. So Overlooking horse and one. So there was a crew uh, when we were going to do a landing that we were asked that we were the ones that were going to do the alchemy. Okay? But later on, we said, oh, that's not going to happen. Because the energy of the star people and our energy isn't the same. And if, they, if they come, we get sleepy, we'll fall asleep because the energy is too high for us. Yeah. That's interesting. That just happened to me today. I, I see this energy healer and uh, this ET came into the room and was working on my DNA, a uh, little purple guy, and he was just like diligently working. But my body started like, I, I was like, I was put under a spell. I couldn't stay awake while it was happening. I just kept, I just kept falling asleep. And that's interesting that you said that. I, I guess it's the frequency that they come in with. We just can't handle it. Yeah. We noticed that at ceremonies before it's quite loud, whatever people get tired. Oh, your vibration is raising, that's why. You know, you think you're going to lay down and go to sleep. No, your vibration is actually lifting, raising, so you go through that sleepy period. Some will go out, but they'll come too. And they'll have a little dream or they'll have something right in between that little second. You know? Yeah. So, uh, anyway, so that welcoming committee started. And what it was, it was those symbols that I seen. So I went back, did my workshop in San Diego, come back, we met again over there in the peak. 
went home. That's where I went into the ceremony. Because the kids, when they when they said they want to learn about UFOs, uh, uh, okay, that's, that's this is their classroom. We'll, we'll do it. So I bought the first, remember when the RCA came out with the first satellite dish, the little tiny one? They were like eight, nine hundred dollars back then for taste money, bought one, hooked it up, and that's when all the programs start coming in sightings, you know, uh, encounters, strange universe, angels, mysteries, and magic, or something like that. These, 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 uh, these programs start coming on. X Files popped in. And so I, I, I recorded all of them. Then when I go into uh, I go into a classroom, I said, "All right, kids, this is what's going on on the outside," you know. But not in, in the uh, they. What happened is just right down here, maybe about half a mile down the road, there's a flying saucer landed right in the ballpark, right in the ball field. And my yeah. grandson at that time, he said, Grandpa, there's a flying saucer landed over there, you know? I said, really? Is there a lot of people? Yeah, there's a lot of those kids watching. Their lights, their lights, and I said, any, who else was any grown-ups there? I said, yeah, sister, one of the nuns that, that used to be here. She's gone now. Yes, her name is Sister Francis. Sister Francis was there. Well, what did she say? All she was saying was, oh my God, oh my God. Like, <laughs> she couldn't. <laughs> yeah. Really, it's mine, you know? So I said, so what happened? He said, oh, I just left, you know? <laughs> and so just this year, my other granddaughter, her name is Bean, I brought that up. I said, hey, Greg, your brother Greg is telling about that fine process. Oh, well, she said, I was over there, but it was a different time, you know? That the, 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 it wasn't the money in the same flying saucer, or it was a different time, but she was top-down that was landed there, and they went out, they were just standing around, watch, looking at it. There, he said, we were watching the lights, you know, that was, it was created, much like maybe Close Encounters, mm -hmm. mm -hmm. having a light, light show. <laughs> That's what they both explain was the lights, you know. Whether they got messages and they come out later on, I don't know, but they talk about the lights. You know, just lift it up. So, yeah, right here was the hot spot. And when it was small, we, was, we, we were walking just right down here in, in these buildings, and we've seen flying saucers, but of course, we didn't know what those were because UFOs, flying saucers, were part of our our vocabulary, our awareness, or anything like we just watch them go over the smoke, you know, because of the building, much like you know, you're in between two buildings, you can't see it. You know, space. Yeah. We just went back in and made. But the biggest one we've seen was down here about six miles along the Missouri River, but this thing was huge. It might have been, a, this is a three-story building it might have been about five times this building tall, but it was round and, and uh, the, it was like fire, but it was uh, uh, a fluorescent green fire. 
We want to move it up the river. There's about 15 with kids and went around the Missouri River. But what happened at night, but that the night for we'd sneak out the house when the parents would go to sleep. You hear them snoring, then we'd sneak out when we'll move down, we'll live. We'll all meet together in Greenwood, this little town. You know, talk, 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 visit the home about four hours later. But that night we all seen that, but we we had to be quiet because if we told the folks that they'll know that we snuck out. So we, we kept that for ourselves until 1976. Wow. Wow. Did you so, finally did you get grounded when you finally told them? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Are they listening to this right now? That's the worst thing ever happened. You know, getting grounded. Yeah. <laughs> But up here, another few miles up, we've seen about 96 of them, you know. There's about, again, about 15 of us just sitting there watching them. They're coming out of the ground. Coming out of the ground, some of them just up here, you know. Some coming out of the lake, the water. About 90, some 93 or 94. Wow. But the weirdest one was we're sitting high up on the ground and you get the, the, the housing is down a little low, so you can see just the roof. So we've seen this this roof, it started like getting lighter and lighter, and it started shimmying like this light, and this light popped out of this house, boom, you know, and it took off. So um, all, we should, all we could do is just look at each other. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, so. There's a lot, lot of things that uh, happen around here, but the thing is, you got to be outside. Yeah. Mm -hmm. the, the city life don't cut it. You know, it's, it's hard to see with all the, the light, the, the city. You know, it's hard to see. With yeah, light pollution. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I was. Uh, I recently been laying on my roof at night, just, just watching the sky and. Uh, almost every night I see stuff that you just miss because we're not looking up or we're inside. There's stuff going on all the time, all the time. And uh, it's just, and I, th I don't know if they're presenting themselves more now, like letting us, uh, letting themselves be seen. Like, do you, what are your, <clears throat> what are your thoughts on any, any type of UFO, <clears throat> excuse me, guys, any type of UFO disclosure? uh coming in coming in the near future as far as the the public or the masses uh being made aware that of their existence well they're here been here well yeah i know that we know that i mean <laughs> publicly like uh the non-believers is there going to be something that happens to where everyone is just going to know yeah under the laws of equality then everybody's going to know but your own personal free will that's going to get in the way of whether you believe yourself to see it or not. You know, yeah. some yeah. people do it. Look at the weather balloon thing. Remember when all that stuff was happening in Florida, there was a guy that more or less infiltrated into the group, the old group that was going out and seeing things, taking pictures and videos, and he was the one that felt the weather balloon. It's a weather balloon, you know, it's a weather balloon. The weather They're all weather balloons, yeah. Yeah, and, and that was his job to infiltrate and say, 
things the weather balloon. And I can't remember the name of that guy that had all these pictures, um, but the videos, they had it on sightings and all that. But there's always that guy there, you know, weather balloon. <laughs> well, and then, you know, and then governments and military always deny and ridicule it. So, oh, yeah. and people are like, well, they're the authorities, so they would know, and they're, they think being honest. See, that's where what you talked about earlier externalizing. You know, yeah. we are the government, we the people. Exactly. We gave our power away. Like mm -hmm. that deer said, we gave our power away. We're looking for somebody that's been lying to us. All these years and expecting them to tell us the truth don't work that way. No. We're the government. We already know. Why are we trying to wait for somebody else to tell us or confirm what we already know and they stop? Exactly. Yeah. Yes. Amen to that. Yes. <laughs> uh, so, so we're coming up on an hour. Um, I, I did want to touch on, I don't know if we got to it yet, but. Uh, the, the current times the, with this virus and everything, uh, like I said earlier, it just seems like everything's going downhill, but we know there's a bright future. Uh, is there, I just like to end on a positive note for people and, and not, you know, that we need to realize it's not all doom and gloom right now. And is there any information that you can share uh, to give people, you know, some hope and understanding of what's really taking place, uh, you know, the bigger picture here? Either one. <laughs> I don't know that anybody can really answer that question just because I'll ask you the same question and we're all gonna have some sense of what, what's ahead. And for me, you know, I just, I see that we have choice. Choice is our biggest gift that we have right now. What reality we wanna choose to be in and, you know, making the conscious choice to step our feet fully into whatever timeline that we want to be in. You know, whether it's a duality, challenging, materialistic timeline, or stepping out of that and, and stepping into more of a unified whole and you know a beautiful Eden and um, you know co-creating together uh, something really magical for ourselves. So, you know, we're, we're all, what I feel is like the biggest challenge that we're all facing right now is the inner work. You know, it's like owning all the parts of ourselves and, you know, finding more peace and balance within ourselves so that we can navigate into whatever timeline we're able to, you know, or whatever timeline we would like to be. <laughs> and, and being the change that we want to see. So, yeah. yeah, it's the million-dollar question, really. Yeah, it, it, it is. is. It is. I, I just didn't know if there was any uh, specific messages coming through uh, at the time regarding that. But um, I definitely, go ahead. Yeah, all, all I could say is, like, um, we all know what, what's happening now. It's, it's part of our creation as a mass consciousness to look at ourselves and where do we stand with truth, you know? Uh, people don't, they don't know what the truth is anymore. Somebody lies to them every day on TV and they believe them because they don't 
No, the truth is. Mm. Yeah. And, and that's that's the big thing. And before before we growing up, we, we if somebody lied to us, we we could feel the lie. Mm -hmm. It's really easy. But there's so many lies they, they numb you down and then like when the president's talking, everybody insisting listen to every word. And uh, and uh they they want assurance that of what you're saying that everything's gonna be all right tomorrow. You know, but they have their agenda, they have their plan, you know. And the thing is, it's really awakening everybody up to saying, hey, what did we do? You know, we gave up our free will to somebody that don't care about us, you know. And, and they're marching, you know, they're marching all over the world and letting them know that they don't like what's going on. Um, so when, when the, what, what happened, and I have to tell you this because you asked the question. Was when I, well, I was going to a, I was a keynote for Whole Life Expo in Ohio and Victory of Life Celebration, and also another one called Serpent Mound. And uh, I had a, a Mitchell Hedges skull there. You know, he's part of the thing, part of the conference as well. Going over, get a call from one of the uh, ladies that was organizing. You know, the, the governor said not more than 100 people in the room. How many you got? So we got 300. Well, get three rooms and put 99 people in each room, you know, and one outside and stand at the door. Okay, call back later on. The government said only five people could be in the room now. <laughs> what? The governor shut us down. Okay. And they canceled out they canceled out this other conference and the one the next last one is the, the Serpent Mound. What's it called? The water stream. Yeah. And then ours are the lactic goddess in there because mm -hmm. um, the beach. Mm -hmm. So in between that time before the whole life and certain amount, I sitting at my brother's place. His name is Doug Blue Feather. Blue Feather, he's a five-time NAMO award winner, you know. Anyway, um, all of a sudden, Bush popped into my mind, President Bush. And the first thing I thought about, what you hear, the fear campaign that he had with weapons of mass destruction and terrorism. So it's a fear-based project and everybody's focus went over there. Okay, he's putting everybody's face over here, but they're gonna do something here on this side. So he got a trillion dollars while everybody was focusing over here on yep. fear-based. So I wonder what Trump's gonna do. And here, just like that, a couple days later, coronavirus popped up. Boom, 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 start coming. But don't pay attention to that, it's a diversion. You know, it's a diversion. They're going to do something, or they're doing something else over here. A couple of days later or so, 2.2 trillion. Ah, Trump got doubled it. You know, Bush's thing. The same guy involved with both cases was at Fauci. You know, Fauci, yeah. whatever, you know. And uh, so I kept telling him, don't pay attention to that. Don't pay attention to that. That's that's a fear-based project, but it 
But I asked the spirit about it, and all they said was two words pharmaceutical scam. Yeah. All of it. So I said, oh, this is pharmaceutical. So I just, that's all I could repeat. But after a while, the latest one was that the Morgana company that they're going to, that's working with the vaccination, they were created uh, way back when with, with the Fauci, doesn't it? Yeah. Bill Gates, they were they were classmates, mm-hmm. and, and the guy that was the part of the system, uh, the, the name popped up was this Jeffrey Epstein. Yeah, so, and they own they, they own this company that's going to do the vaccination. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. a lot of work um, ceremonially around those types of issues um, where, you know, and even just your own personal ceremony of declaring your sovereignty, reclaiming your free will and having that be like a daily prayer. And then, you know, having that be the vibration that goes out creates, you know, more of a bubble effect. And so, you know, that's something beautiful that we get to do together is get together and do ceremony and pray and really, this out for humanity so you know, if there's a way to bring something like a uplifting aspect is we, we, we have beautiful ceremonies where we get confirmation that you know it is going to be a beautiful world for our children and we just have to keep doing the work so, wow amen to that that's, that's beautiful that's, a, that's amazing yes that's a yeah. great message to End it on, unless you want to add to it. Yeah. So, so our, our job as as all light workers and all this uh, is to keep our energy, keep our energy high, you know, and don't lose your focus. Don't give your focus where it's not necessary. Concentrate on what you are here for. What's yes. your purpose? You know, start working that way. Don't pay attention to what some guys do. You know. Uh, it was the same way when we worked with the prophecies. Uh, uh, the world's going to end and all this kind of stuff. The Spirit said, no, there's, there's millions of prophecies. You take care of your own first. You know, this is just designed to get you off track of what you're here for. You're, prophet, you're creating a prophecy every day. So, yeah. do that, this stuff. Gonna eliminate or you know it's gonna uh, uh, what you call it? It's just gonna disappear. That's all. Just a bunch of work. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Agreed. I loved it. It is a pharmaceutical pharmaceutical scam. I mean, that's the best way to put it. And uh, it is a distraction. It is meant to pull us off pull us off our paths. So that's a great message. You know, we all need to remember to go inward and do that work. And um, yeah, and remember, did not give your heart away. I think that's another big message. That's one of the most important right now because uh, once your heart is somewhere else, you're not doing anything for yourself anymore, and and that's the biggest thing. That is the biggest thing. So you're controlled by whatever you give your yeah. your heart and your power <laughs> away too. Yeah, yeah. And we need to come back to self sovereignty, like you were saying earlier. Like yeah. we are 
we are the creators of our own reality and our destiny. And we need to, uh, to uh, start living in our own power. And like, what do we want to create? What do, what do I want to see? Like, be the change you want to see in the world, like you said. That's, that's such a great quote. That's, that pretty much sums it all up right there. Like, be, be what you want to see. Yeah. We have a great circle, beautiful circle. And even in our circle, too, a lot of our people get tested, you know, tested with the same thing. Mm -hmm. uh, even though the, they hear the answer of what they're asking the questions, do they forget what they ask in a real class? So I think we did about it. This year, uh, maybe it's a 50 50, you know, the people that were going to do their song and dance. Other part didn't show up because they got caught up in the fear based stuff. But we're still open for change, you know. Yeah. So, one of the things is that we all need to go back to the natural order of things, working with the laws, the universal and spiritual laws of creation. And uh, this was one of the things that Emmanuel talked about way back when. That was his world he was, he was supposed to bring into these laws of creation, but he didn't get a chance to do that because he was like, he was a new kid on the block, you know, and he was, he was being chased every place he, he went because it's what he was trying to create. The, the people in power didn't want that, you know? Mm -hmm. They're wanting to kill him all the time or you know, put, him to, put him down. So he didn't get a chance to bring in these, these laws. But, so they talked about that under the, um, they call it Talmud of Emmanuel. And then they talked about, uh, they, they presented this, uh, Randolph Winters presented this Talmud back in 96, and he talked about. That's when we first introduced the symbols. And but I didn't understand where he was coming from. But he talked about this Emmanuel guy. And, but he didn't get a chance. But in that book, the Talmud of Emmanuel, it says in the in the year uh, a thousand times two, there'll be a man that comes to teach man, falsified teaching the laws of creation. So Anyway, I, I read that, my, one of my nephews, when we looked at that, when I, I read that, oh, the laws of creation, so I, I looked at uh, this book, that's what it says, the universal symbols and laws of creation. Mm -hmm. oh, okay, this, I'm the only one that's writing about that, but we just, we just prepared this, you know, I'm not the author of it or nothing like that, because the authors are all listed in that. All these animals and birds and, and star people and ascended masters, they all shared their messages. So we just put it together and put it in a book form and, and we put it out there. And we will notice those 11 universal and 11 spiritual laws. And this was a written 11-11. Wow. Nice. I'm going to have to uh, check that out. Where is that Same. available? 
Where is that available? Yeah, so you can order books on the website and it's starknowledge.org. Okay. And we also do a, an 11-11 conference every year. So we're hoping that we can have a place where we can do a gathering this year. <laughs> oh, please keep us in the loop on that. Yeah. Definitely. Um, yeah, yeah, he's just got so much information to share. We could be here all day. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you just have to ask the right question. Yeah. Yeah. So well, maybe, really maybe, maybe. What's that? It's been really fun hanging out with you. Oh, yeah, same. Absolutely. Same. Thank maybe, you guys so much. Maybe we can do this again sometime. It would be would be great. Yeah. Thank you for uh, thank you for coming on and sharing your time and sharing this space with us and relaying those messages. Uh, it's really necessary right now that people start uh, tapping into this information and becoming aware of what we're capable of and who we are. So, uh, yeah. Absolutely. So pay, pay attention to the sun. To the sun. Yes. Yeah. Will do. Yeah. Is there a specific reason? It's a big part of the big picture. Yeah, I I agree yeah. with that definitely. Maybe um, that's our next uh, show today. Yeah. Yeah. There yeah. we go. Yeah, let's let's do it. And um, yeah, for sure. Yeah, there's so much. Like I know we talked about Devil's Tower, and uh, we have. We have access to a ranch at the base of Devil's Tower. We might be going and spend some time out there. Uh, and, uh, you know, if you guys are compelled and maybe uh, you can join us, we will have to. Yes, please let us know. Yeah. Maybe next spring. I'd love to know. Spring might be a perfect time. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll, we'll stay in touch, definitely. Uh, but we're going to wrap this up now, just uh, so we don't go too far over time here. Um, thanks for listening, everybody. And uh, as you know, Aaron and I will be at Camp Disclosure here at the end of the month. But it's sold out, but the live stream tickets are still available. You can get them on the website, $44 for four days, eight speakers. Uh, it's a fantastic deal, including, you know, James Gilland is one of the speakers. So it's going to be a really great time. Make sure you grab a ticket while you can. And uh, other than that, um, I hope you guys enjoy this and we will catch you next time. Have a great evening or day whenever we decide to release this. Uh, awesome. Thanks, guys. Bye. Thank you guys so much. Camp Disclosure. An amazing live stream deal at just $44 for four days and eight speakers with access to all main stage events, including the opening and closing ceremonies. Featuring James Gillum, G Earth Star Hugh, Simon S. Matthew Aaron Warner, Alex Bloom, Desiree Foley, Tiana Ironbird, and Roger Richards. With your hosts, Jace Kalisa, Nahani Johnstone, and Laura Hall. And special appearances 
by Tyler Kawala and Aaron Kuhn of the Journey to Truth podcast. See the website for details, schedules, and tickets. The live stream will be available for six months after the event. We look forward to seeing you at camp.